Want to see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time? Good morning, everyone. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Whether you've been a loyal listener or new to listening to Talk with Francesca, either way, the show is about to make a huge shift. For starters, if it affects women, we're going to talk about it. The show is now going to be focused on helping women to be the best version of themselves. But I need your help. I need to hear from you so I know what you're thinking. I need you to share with me what topics are important to you And which ones aren't? So let's just say we're going to go on a journey together and develop a relationship that's going to take us places. So mosey around my website, talkwithfrancesca.com, and tell me your thoughts. I have a contact form right on the site, and I answer all my emails every day. If you don't hear back from me, I didn't get your email. You can also just directly email me at info at talkwithfrancesca, and you can also follow me on Facebook. All right, and with me here now is Dr. Mary Wingo. She's written a book, The Impact of the Human Stress Response. And we are going to talk about stress this morning, which, as I said before the break, is an old topic, but there is a new twist to it. So welcome, Dr. Wingo, and thanks for being with us here today. Thank you for having me here, Francesca. It's great to be here. So I hear you've obviously got stress in your voice there with your laryngitis, so you poor thing. Um, so, Mary, you know, I mean, stress is, you know, at first when I thought stress, oh, to talk about stress, who doesn't know that stress is a killer? Um, so why would you have written a book about stress? It, it's a really interesting story, Francesca. I have been um, studying this topic for well over 20 years, and it's it's a very, very fascinating subject, the, the, the topic of stress, especially human stress, because essentially we're talking about adaptation. We're talking about the adaptive mechanisms by which, well, or all organisms, but since our interest is with humans, for which humans adapt to their environment and change their bodies to fit the environment. And how I uh, became so interested is because actually this um, field is probably more complicated than uh, quantum mechanics in the level of complexity. And um, there's been no academic uh, so far that has taken um, the many decades of research in many disparate categories of uh, research and put it all together to create a 21st century analysis. And and that's what I've done here, try to put it into like a a reader and user-friendly package that uh, that um, uh, people and policymakers and healthcare providers can get something out of and uh, apply for themselves. The tagline in your book, the biological origins and solutions to human stress. Obviously, solutions um, is a big word there because we are always all looking for solutions to stress now interestingly enough like today I've got something that's on my mind that's that's causing me I guess I would call stress a little anxiety and um you know I people and and right before we connected I was thinking to myself different people deal with stressful situations differently some people are able to really compartmentalize put you know, the situation, whatever it might be, in a box and move on from there. Other people just sort of hang on to it and getting really tense and anxious and which, of course, only makes things worse. But I'd be curious to know um, what you feel are solutions to human stress other than, um, you know, obviously we all know that there are certain things that will help relax us. Wine, for one. <laughs> uh, no, but actually, wine does. You know, actually, I say that kiddingly, but I remember many, many years ago, I was having a, a painting framed. 
And the woman was a little old lady who owned a framing shop, and she was just a lovely person. And she told me that many years ago, her doctor told her to have about three to four ounces of wine every single night. That's not a lot of wine. I mean, you know, that really isn't. And um, I I don't think that's such bad advice. And and I say that really sincerely, not joking around. I mean, I I know that obviously abuse of alcohol is something that that, – no one should should do but because it's not good for their health but you know you talk about three ounces of wine or four ounces of wine that's not a lot and um i found that sort of a a pretty decent um prescription what are your thoughts on that well i mean there's a lot of ways to uh, approach stress but i want to really you know what i want to do is I want people to sort of understand that, um, very, very importantly, that stress is cumulative. It is additive. So, you know, what, what do I mean by that? I mean that that you, you know, you're you're closer to managing your stress if you can take away the volume of stressors that you have going all at one time. Okay. So it's cumulative. Your ability to adapt is actually limited. Uh, and so, oh. and so you have to you have to consider. So, so uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, like for instance, say you're an Olympic athlete or uh, an elite, you know, extreme type of athlete. Okay, and and the the next day you've got like a big uh, game or a match or showdown. Okay, well, um, you know, so so we're preparing to have a big stressor. It's a big performance, and it's going to be a big stressor. However, the, the days and weeks before. What do you do? You train. And what else do you do? You limit stressors. You know, you limit uh, junk food. You limit um, you know, emotional stressors, uh, other types of physical stressors. And so you take, hopefully, uh, if you're serious about training, the volume of actual, the actual number of stressors off of your system so that you can fully, um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, fully commit your resources to adapting to that stressor. And it's true with every part of life. If you've got a very demanding job, in order to keep that job from, like, say, giving you heart disease or, you know, um, um, you know mental illness or the various other diseases that are common in our society, you have to remove stress aggressively from other parts of our life. And, and that's what we're not doing. We are chronically under stress. We're not meant to be under stress continually continuously it is supposed to be uh, periodically and that's the big mistake we're making in our society so the idea is yeah we're always under stress and is that what you mean when you say stress is cumulative well well okay uh, what exactly i mean i'll give you the real definition of stress and let me tell you researchers struggled for many 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 decades to try to actually find a, a definition of stressful. I've got a definition of stress right here, and this is what it is. It's the rate of adjustment you as an organism undergo in order to ad, uh, adapt to whatever the environment is demanding or throwing at you. So if you're constantly in this, um, you know, trying to, uh, um, uh, you know, adapt mode, okay, uh, which there are many, there are five specific categories of stressors um, in the U.S. and in the modernized society that causes. If you're trying, um, if if you're trying to uh, adapt, then you must remove the volume of stressors. And how do you do that? You have to go and make an inventory list, which could be in the hundreds for a typical person. So I don't think the average person understands just how stressed they are and what a walking liability they are. Oh wow. What, yeah. what, what, what they're risking, what are they risking? They're risking, um, so think about this. If you've got a, a very high-powered, stressful job, and, you know, you keep on it, and you do not uh, manage your stress, well, I mean, what good is it if you have a massive heart attack and die right. at age 57? I mean, what good does that do your family uh, as a bread earner? If you're doing it just for the money, then you're going to be paying for it on the back end or through, um, there's a lot of, uh, well, actually most, of, uh, of uh, disability in um, modernized societies is due to stress. Oh, that right. I absolutely believe that, no doubt. And so, 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 so you're looking at um, just like uh, 
you know, when you're trying to get health insurance or life insurance or car insurance, they look at risk factors. Yep. But what we're going to need to do is take individual stressors, itemize it, and assign sort of risk factors and really communicate to the public um, that it, it basically um, – you know, just like smoking or, you know, not wearing a seatbelt when you're on a, uh, you know, in your car, it is a risk factor and you've got a higher risk of early death, mm-hmm. disability, or just chronic illness. And, and the financial costs of stress are just crazy. But, of course, we could have an entire conversation about that. And, um, Mary, I mean, this is very interesting, no doubt. Um, I'm sure our, our listeners are, are, you know, fascinated with what you're saying. But, you know, we know that stress is a problem. We know that stress is a killer. I don't think there's anybody out there in this day and age that doesn't understand that too much stress is dangerous and is deadly. Not just dangerous, can actually be deadly. But, you know, so realistically, I mean, you know, is this epidemic of stress um, really preventable, though, because, you know, I mean, other than, you know, yoga and exercise and eating well, um, you know, relaxing, taking time out. I mean, I think these are all no-brainers. I mean, who doesn't know that, you know, doing yoga is a good thing? Who doesn't know that meditation isn't a good thing? Who doesn't know that, you know, whether it be walking in nature or jog, you know, with your dog or, I mean, I, you know something? I my dog gets me up darn early, and, you know, sometimes I go, oh, go back to sleep. You know, of course, my friends say, well, he's got you trained. And it, it's true. He does. I, I'm working on it. You know, 12 years later, I'm working on it. But, um, but, but you know, I, I'm also really, when I am walking my dog, you know what? I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I have the opportunity that I'm forced to get out there and he loves his walks that we walk three miles every day i mean when it's snowing or you know it's horrible that's a different story but yeah and that's that's stressful Uh, you know that is that's the thought of that makes me feel stressed but um you know there's no doubt in my mind i might listen to a podcast or i might throw the ball you know to him or whatever else And, and that's relaxing i know that's a good um, you know, that that's a good remedy for stress, getting out in the fresh air. I know yoga is, is good for us. I know that eating junk is not good for us. I know that drinking too much alcohol is not good for us. Obviously, you know, no-brainers are things like, you know, alcohol. and I mean, uh, not alcohol. Uh, well, alcohol too, but, you know, drugs. But so what is it that – what solutions can you – Practically speaking, provide our listeners with, you know, some real solutions to the stress. Okay. And you bring up some really good questions, uh, Francesca. I will go over real quickly the five major causes of stress in modernized society. Okay, good. And this is going to surprise a lot of your listeners. Okay. Number one, number one, okay, it's kind of an abstract term, but it's basically – um, depletion of working memory, or, or we can call it complexity. And basically what I'm talking about is the functioning of the memory centers in our frontal lobes. It's the frontal lobe are the part of the brain right behind the forehead and behind the eyes. And what, what the, the, we have to understand, as advanced animals, um, you know, and this includes all primates, the frontal lobe is our primary stress response organ. It is not our fight or flight system. It's not our adrenal glands with the secretion of cortisol. Um, it is um, our the, the reason why we um, were able to survive and flourish and dominate as a species is because we've had the frontal lobes. And what they do is they allow us to project into the future and create plans and follow through. And so that is where we have developed all our technology, advanced civilizations, uh, government, economic systems, is our frontal lobe. However, because it is so new, it's very glitchy. And um, it's, it's only got so much power to concentrate and follow through on plans and, like, say, be a power woman before it starts to fatigue. And so uh, we have to be very careful um, um, 
doing too many things at one time, um, constantly having to overscheduling, constantly messing with our devices, constantly engaging um, our uh, our, our uh, rational thought. Um, because what it does, it, it's like like a muscle. It fatigues, and when it fatigues, it makes you very vulnerable to stress. And it also, now this is interesting, makes you vulnerable to mental illness. Every single type of mental illness, every single type, comes from some sort of derangement of the frontal lobe. And then, you know, whether it's controlling hallucinations, emotions, controlling repetitive activity, addictions, that all comes from the frontal lobe. And when it gets kind of messed up and fatigued, that um, is when we develop mental illness of any type. Oh, so stress. So you're saying, so Mm -hmm. I just want to, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just want to understand um, and and kind of make sure I'm getting this. So what you're saying is that, so too much stress messes up that frontal lobe. And that's where the danger comes in, where the health, uh, potential health problems come in. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. Cognitive stress, the cognitive, like what you could say, like, like the constant burning the candle at both ends, yeah. constantly keeping your brain, like, say, glued to the TV or to your device, uh, having been overscheduled. This is a new uh, recent phenomenon huh. in human history where we're not really constructed to be like that. And the thing is, I, I live in Ecuador, which is a small country in South America, and um, they, I, I really came full circle in my investigations of living here because the Ecuadorians, as, as well as a lot of other societies, really control their stress, and they do not have the rate of stress-related illness, early death, so forth, like like we do in modernized societies or rates of mental illness. So um, uh, definitely it's, it's not a, a total human being thing. I mean, it is, but this is something kind of specific to modernized, very complex, society. So wow. I'm yeah, so I'm so glad that I, that I invited you on the show because you know there's part of me that's like yeah stress uh, airy fairy stuff but uh, not that you know not that it's not important but like what can we possibly talk about you know when it comes to stress it seems like it's all no brainer stuff but anyway um, just want to let our listeners know if you're just tuning in this morning uh, you're listening to talk with Francesca I'm speaking with Dr. Mary Wingo and we are discussing. Um, uh, stress and the biological origins and solutions to human stress. She's written a book, The Impact of the Human Stress Response. And I'm pleasantly surprised that there's a lot of um, really important information. Mary, we do need to take a very short break and hear from the sponsors that make the show possible. So we're going to hang tight and stay with us here. We will be right back. Ladies, it's time to enjoy a new you. Stop hiding. Experience a tradition of quality results and a standard of excellence in service with the plastic surgery and skin care practices at Kaya Culp Aesthetics, located at 75 Herrick Street in Beverly. Whether you're looking to seek enhancement, reconstruction, or skin care, Kaya Culp is the only place to visit. Kaya Culp Aesthetics offers a synergistic approach to cosmetic and reconstructive procedures so you'll achieve the best aesthetic result possible. Contact Kaya Culp Aesthetics to schedule your consultation today, 978-927-6656, or visit them at kayaculp.com and discover the internal or external solution you've been looking for. Kaya Culp means rejuvenation. Plan to expect that and more when you experience exceptional results in plastic surgery and skin care. So contact Kaya Culp Aesthetics today. Now what are you waiting for? Are you looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you'll want to dine at Terramia's. This North End Italian restaurant provides a simply divine culinary experience and, as quoted in Zagat's restaurant guide, pastas without compare, and it's reasonably priced. This North End gem will keep you coming back. Terramia is simply the best Italian restaurant in all of Boston. Call 617-523-3112, 617-523-3112, or terramiarestaurante.com. Contemporary furniture meets elegant Italian design at Boston's Il Decor. In Il Decor's expansive back bay showroom, you'll find the showpiece of your dreams or just that decorative finishing touch. Does your home need remodeling? Il Decor's knowledgeable staff offer guidance for any area of your home. A complimentary in-house design consultation awaits you at Il Decor, 10 St. James Avenue, Boston, 617-800-8800. 
So why wait? Call Il Decor at 617-580-3443. Check out our website, ildecor.com, or stop in at Il Decor today. Mention this ad and receive 10% off any regularly priced item. If you're anything like me, your dog is no different than your child. That's why when I can't take him with me, I bring him to the Beach Dog Doggy Daycare at 96 Newburyport Turnpike in Newberry. Specializing in the care of small dogs, the small dog with the big dog attitude, there is no other daycare specializing in small dogs only. That's why I take my dog to the Beach Dog Doggy Daycare. And they offer free pickup and drop-off services to the local Newburyport area with homestyle playrooms with sofas, blankets, and rugs, and dogs grouped daily by not only their social personality, but mood of the day. Where else could I possibly take my little guy? Visit the beachdogdogdaycare.com. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Talk Fran- Talk with Francesca. I can't even say my own name this morning. Oops. Um, welcome back, Mary Wingo. Thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you for having me, Francesca. It's great to be here. So we are talking, listeners, uh, it's an old topic, but um, there's a little bit of a new twist to what we're we're discussing this morning and um so mary so we're talking about the causes of stress in our society uh this is a biggie this is huge we could go on and on and on and get me on a roll and i'll tell you what i'll take over and give your laryngitis a break uh, <laughs> but but i do have to say so i, I this is this is um really really important listeners too if you're if you're tuning in and you're, we're talking about stress ladies especially because um you know I don't want to be, sound prejudiced here but you know what we got a lot on our plate we got kids and the job and you know so many not everybody has kids and, and work but you know it's women put a lot on their shoulders this is very stressful and then you get into the technology of today it's crazy it's absolutely nuts you know it's like I you know I didn't keep my cell phone in my bedroom for for the longest period of time and back last September I had a a, stressful it was caused from stress too I had overwhelming pain in my belly and I was scared I was by myself and it's like oh where's my phone you know what happens if I you know this doesn't go away and I made this decision that I would I would in the future keep my cell phone in my bedroom you know what I think that's a bad idea uh you know I I think that you know the cell phones today you, you know the the, the text the, the the ding the ding the ding you know the emails that that's are going right. off you know it's like I think that people and Mary you can you can correct me if I'm wrong but I think people who are actually the most successful get up in the morning and they have whether they have tea or they have water with lemon or I don't know coffee that's probably a you know a no-no um but you know I like my coffee in the morning but I find that that quiet time in the morning when the sun hasn't even risen and I'm just sipping on my coffee I've let my dog out um you know write down a couple of my thoughts sort of you know what's my intention for the day and just really um, you know, pull into me and that quiet space and, you know, don't start with the emails and the texts. And, you know, I find that it's very easy that people become almost addicted to that. They Uh, are addicted. addicted. And I have to say myself included, um, you know, and I think that, that Facebook is just, Deadly. I think, you know, I really, I mean, I, I get that people need it for their businesses and, um, but you know, so many people are using, I mean, really, do we really need to check to find out what someone ate for dinner last night? Does it really matter? You know, um, but these things, uh, there's too much technology. It's like the great acceleration in this country, in this world. And I think it's killing people. And I think that it's going to end up years from now really wreaking havoc on our health. I think chiropractors are going to become filthy rich because everyone's going to have text neck. Okay, I'm done with my rant. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, you're you're totally you're totally right. And um, but uh, one thing I'm very concerned about is the effect on the brain long term, and especially on children's brains um, for the long term. And especially since um, well, here in Ecuador, they it's totally they look at you kind of befuddled when like, well, does your child need to be on you know Ritalin or you know Adderall? And because they don't medicate their children here, because they really, uh, th- this is kind of a modern world problem. Um, ADD is actually a stress response of uh, of children, um, and the not paying attention is their little frontal lobes becoming overloaded. And you know, because that's what happens when your frontal lobe craps out, um, you become ADD. I mean, it's a type of dissociation. Oh, so, yeah, great! Because, yeah. <laughs> So then my question is, how is it that people like the guy who owns JetBlue, he supposedly has ADHD, these super high-powered people who who have this, how is that then that they're able to handle these enormous amounts of stress? And if if it's really screwing up their, their did you say the prefrontal? Pre, yeah, yeah, prefrontal cortex. Cortex, yeah. sorry. Uh, my brain went whoop. See, this is what happens because I, I, you know, sometimes I kind of move around a little bit too. So how then does does that work? It doesn't make sense to me. How, how do they continue to? It makes perfect sense. All their uh, all their administrative and support staff do everything for them. Yeah, but they still yeah. have to be organized enough in their brain to make it happen. Oh, absolutely. But ultimately. If you notice, a lot of these uh, big power people, they're extremely disorganized, and they've got extremely loyal staff that basically function as much as their uh, their frontal wealth. I mean, that literally, if that support staff was removed, their business would probably collapse within a matter of weeks. So, yeah, you've got to have some, uh, when you're like that, you can't handle it all yourself, and especially if you're scatterbrained, you have to have an auxiliary, you know, you know what, like a, how a good administrative assistant um, serves as an auxiliary frontal lobe to her boss. So, um, it, it's, yeah, so basically, you still have the need for frontal lobe processing, the planning, the execution, but you can you can outsource that. Yeah. If you, and, that, and that's, that's why the, you know, fat cats at the top of any type, we're going to go into number two here, top of any hierarchy in an unequal society, that's why they usually have less stress response because they've got minions to do their bidding. Mm-hmm. So living in an unequal society is number two. And in America, we're very unequal right now. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the reason, and the thing is, it's very deadly, especially for men at the bottom, especially for uh, men of color. It's very, very deadly, um, a very, very high risk of just everything stress-related known, including early death. And why is that? It's because when you're at the bottom of the totem pole of any, like, hierarchy, social hierarchy, you're um, constantly, uh, you know, you've got the poorest access to, you know, living arrangements, education, health care, the crappiest job schedules, the crappiest job, mm-hmm. poorest work conditions, yada, yada. And because of that, you're constantly, like we were talking about the, um, the definition of stress, you're constantly in a rate of adjustment. You're constantly on your toes trying to adjust. And when that happens, biochemical reactions occur within a person's body and makes them more vulnerable to stress-related injury. So, so indeed, indeed, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, people at the top of the ladder um, how do they do it? Well, they've got people to work as their frontal lobes and take the stress off. You know, I really, I, I you know, I have to reiterate this. Um, you know that um, if you're just tuning in and you're you're saying, okay, they're talking about stress. Eh, you know what? Don't touch that dial because I will tell you, Mary. This is, and I'm speaking to Dr. Mary Wingo about stress and. You know, I will tell you what, Mary, I think that um, I am learning so much, and I hope our listeners are too, because I I really, I'm fascinated. And, you know, you're talking, and I'm listening, and and all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about the men of color, and I'm thinking, you know, and poor people. You know, when you think of, you know... um, like you know like a poor neighborhood and you know sort of the craziness that kind of goes on sometimes with that um the mental illness that's in that area the the um 
you know, the, the, the quick tempers, the anger, those things. And it's because, uh, it, so if I'm hearing you correctly, if what you're, if what you're saying is that it affects your, that the constant stress and the prefrontal cortex, you said, right? I got to get that right. <laughs> um, right. Then, then right. that would make perfect sense why people who are in poorer communities have more stress, how are they going to feed their kids, for example, that they, that they would have more of that anger. They would have the ADHD. And then you couple that with they don't have enough money to, we're really go, getting off onto a tangent here, but a public problem, public issue. Then you get off into this this tangent here of, wait a minute, um, what about then they don't have enough money for food, so then they're buying the crappy processed stuff, which is then causing inflammation in the body, which is more stressful for the body. Am I, am I on the right track here? Uh, you, you've got it right on, and you're thinking in very clear terms. And, and this, is, this is what I want you and your listeners to take home. Um, again, you know, see, that, that was, you know, let me kind of backtrack a little bit. You know, you're t- you know I, I was really frustrated with the, um, the field of stress because, like, like you said, there's been a lot of woo-woo type books. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's, we can do uh, mindfulness meditation. Yes, that's very, very important. And, you know, we can do all kinds of things, but no one's really sort of taken the hardcore science of stress, which is absolutely mind-bending fascinating and 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 the, the, the future of medicine the paradigm of medicine and human biology is about to do a quantum leap because this changes how we understand um, how humans operate on a fundamental level and i don't think people really get it i mean it's just like oh this is upsetting i'm stressed or you know but we're talking about you know i mean there's there's so many forms of stress too i mean there's just i mean the way we eat the the american diet it's terrible it's terrible you know i mean it's just i actually am a whole lot better than i used to be um why because stress was starting to really get to me so i you know i started really thinking about what i was putting into my my tank you know it's like this is uh, my body is my car and it's like the gasoline that I put in you know I didn't want low grade so um, and and you know what else Mary it takes work all this being healthy takes work not being stressed takes work because there is so much coming at us in this this information age but anyway um okay so we're, we're still talking about the causes of stress so let's talk about some more you say there are five of them oh oh Oh, yeah, yeah. This okay, is- I see my ADHD oh. kicked in. Oops. <laughs> right? Like, oh, boy. Okay. All right, so come on. So we've got more more stresses to talk about. Let's tell our okay. listeners what they are. Okay, okay. Number three is kind of related a little bit to number two, and that is, um, that is loss of what we call social capital. And social capital, understand that human beings, and this is where we're getting – uh, into sort of anthropology here, okay? So we're out of the psychological, biological realm, um, you know, as far as neuroscience, but we're getting into, like, anthropology. Human beings have had means of, uh, of exchange and barter. It's their, a rudimentary uh, type of economic system since the dawn of mankind. And, um, you know, the, uh, the, the working in herds and groups, of course, was very, very beneficial for survival. So we are wired um, because, you know, we are born very premature. Uh, we cannot wipe our own bottoms until we're like three or four. We can't feed ourselves or, you know, even basically put food up to our mouths, you know, by the time we're two or three. So we're very premature. So we need human beings to care for us. So um, um, our society, as it became more complex and financialized, okay, and monetized, so stuff that used to be done as favors for each other or for barter, like, you know, um, like, for instance, uh, uh, when you break down, when your car breaks down. Well, here in Ecuador, you don't have AAA. You have your brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got your social capital, which is a lot cheaper. Well, in the U.S., we replaced a lot of these favors that having a good herd, having a good social network 
um, has disintegrated. Um, we're separated. We go off. We move halfway across the country for university or, or to take a job because there are no jobs. And, um, and, and we pay for things that we used to barter for. And so that there, um, the destruction of this very important part of wealth, um, in our, that, that's a destruction. We are not wealthy um, like a lot of other countries are in the social capital uh, causes a tremendous amount of premature uh, illness and death. Oh, this is really, really fascinating. Um, you know, it is. I, I would, you know, Mary, I would venture to gra- guess that a, a big, big stressor for um, for humans is is relational stress. I mean, you know, a, from breakdowns of interactions with with um, siblings and parents and and romance and you know relationships are so so key to happiness. I mean, you know, connections are above and beyond anything else. You know, like you know, my aunts—they all live to be like ninety-five years old, but they all lived together. You know, I mean, they all did yeah. favors for each other, took care of each other. You know, I mean, you know, it was—you know—they were married, and then one husband died, and then another husband died, and then the next thing you know, they're all living together. But you know, there's something to That's really right. be said for these these connections. Um, and listeners, it's important. You know, it's like. It, Get out there and, and, you know, revive old connections, make new ones. It's, you know, like people who live in assisted living. It's important. It's part of what, what keeps us alive and vibrant. And, and, you know, we have a stressful situation. If we don't have someone to talk about it, hell, we're in trouble. You know, we're going to, we're going to, you know. I, I know for myself, you know, I mean, like I said, I, I came into the radio station this morning and I was like stressed about something and I just kind of like want to unload it, you know, and, you know, sometimes we need to do, we do, not sometimes, we need to do that. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not good to pull into ourselves. I mean, I think that's important too for us to find our own answers, but, but relational uh, relationships are very very important and having relational stress can in my opinion i I think really make a huge difference Uh, absolutely um and and yes uh, relational stress um well you know of course we do need relationships but uh right now in our society because of the stress uh, we have a lot of dysfunctional relationships i am very sure your mm-hmm. your listeners can relate oh, um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and this and uh, uh poor functioning relationships uh is are, will will cause um a stress related uh, injury and uh, and and, uh, and chronic illness so it's yeah so it's not just important to have relationships it's important to really have non-dysfunctional relationships and, and so that's extremely important thing well then and, then uh, in that case uh, the next time around we need to talk about how to <laughs> how how to have uh, good functioning healthy relationships non-toxic ones and that's a that's for a whole other show that's uh, right. right so anyway um we do need to hear once again from our sponsors it's just going to be a short break we want to um you know so we do want to take a break we will come back so listeners stay with us here don't go away this is fascinating information I know from my own experience that buying furniture can be a daunting process. All that changed with my visit to Neo Furniture. In spite of the store's small size, I was overwhelmed with the variety of contemporary Italian furniture Neo has to offer. The sky is the limit. I got a white leather sectional sofa from Neo delivered in just a few days. Absolutely in love with it. Neo Furniture made my experience pleasant and unforgettable. Neo Furniture in Framingham, call 508-270-1010 or go to neo-furniture.com and see it for yourself. Brown Sugar by the Sea is unique to the area with a contemporary, creative, healthy take on traditional Thai cuisine. You'll find well-known favorites as well as some unexpected goodies stemming from far-flung regions of Thailand. 
fresh vegetables, bright flavors, and herbs stand out in every brown sugar dish and can be delivered conveniently to your door or enjoyed in their warm and welcoming dining room. A full bar, a pizzazzy cocktail menu, live music on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and a smiling, knowledgeable staff will make your brown sugar experience perfectly sweet. So visit Brown Sugar by the Sea for an unforgettable experience from start to finish. You'll be glad you did. Brown Sugar by the Sea, 75 Water Street in Newburyport, or visit them at brownsugarbythesea.com. Okay, we are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Dr. Mary Wingo. We are discussing stress, and I have to say, welcome back, Mary. Thank you. I have to say, you know, I really... If you're just tuning in now, this is um, really, really important information, and um, you can catch the whole show on my website after um, after the show. It'll be posted, and it's so you know, give it a listen. It's really, it's really fascinating information, and I, for one, am thrilled to be able to have such a knowledgeable guest here with us this morning who's sharing with us, and you need to pay attention, listeners, to what is really, uh, what really is going to keep us healthy and keep us away from from getting sick. And, um, you know, this modern society, we've seen an explosion in stress-related illnesses and early death. So, um so, Mary, so let's get we – have, we, we haven't finished talking about the five causes of stress, but I'm anxious. I'm excited to hear from you what we can do for solutions. So let's, let's try to finish plowing through the causes and maybe just reiterate for those who are just tuning in now, just sort of recap what those are. Yes, okay. So the first three are um, depletion of working memory of your frontal lobes. Number two is um, uh, living in, in an unequal society. Number three is loss of social capital. Number four is my point. Get, get ready for this. Is the depletion, the the the, 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 the um, depletion or derangement of your human biome, and what that is? Those are the uh, little microorganisms that live um, that live in our guts, in our in our skin, and in our orifices. And, uh, and they, you know, we have evolved uh, many hundreds of thousands of years uh, with these microorganisms, and, and we have just totally obliterated these populations. And why, why is that a big deal? Well, these microorganisms are basically functional extensions of our body, as in they do functions. Like, like they synthesize vitamins. They help us, um, they help us um, digest carbohydrates. They also um, signal uh, immune system functioning, uh, endocrine system functioning. So you can imagine, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that they do, wound healing. I mean, all kinds of uh, uh, stuff that you wouldn't even think, like, the stuff in my gut actually does that. So um, that has gotten all messed up and deranged because of chemical stress. So we're not Uh talking about emotional or cognitive stress. We're talking that... um, uh, these organisms that are basically functional extensions of ourselves have been deranged, and so we're we've lost part of our uh, biology. We've lost like part of our functioning, and just the loss of that functioning will trigger the stress response. So, are you talking about like? Am I like completely off the beaten track here? Are you talking about like in your gut, like taking the probiotics that people always talk about? It, yes, but um, it's more than just a couple like. Um, you know, lactobacillus. I mean, that is important, but you've got, the average person's got like 1,200 species of organisms. So, yeah, I mean, probiotics. The, the future of medicine, you're going to love this, future of medicine is going to be in probiotics, and definitely the future of antibiotics. Is no gonna be, It's going to be designed, engineered, um, uh, uh, various cocktails of different bacteria that uh, need to, that get replenished in various areas of the body. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's very fascinating. Wow. So Mary, um, what I would like to do um, is spend a little time, if we could, um, because we have a very strong female listenership here on Talk with Francesca, and what I would love to do is talk. We we know that women 
um, you know, have a lot. I mean, everybody has a lot on their plate. Sorry, guys. I'm not singling you out. But, you know, where we have a lot of women, we have a, women have a lot of stress. Um, I'd love to talk about some really realistic solutions that, that could actually help women in particular. Um, you know, prevent stress or he- how they might be able to handle stress. How are you feeling about talking about that? Well, let me, let me tell you what I'm doing. Well, okay, first off, like I mentioned previously, you've got to be in a position. So we've gone over um, the major causes of stress, okay? And what you're going to need to do is actually sit down and make an inventory of every, you know, these five categories we've gone over. Go make a category of every single stressor that you are subjected to. Now, it might take a few weeks of doing this, but you probably have well over 100. And so you're going to realize that just like, like when you create a food diary, when you're going on a diet or, or a budget, when you're trying to control your spending and money, you write down everything. It's the same type of thing. Now, what I'm doing, because there are so many stressors, I'm putting together a system um, a, an actual inventory system where um, people can, can basically download that. And, and I don't have that ready yet, but it's getting ready. And um, they can basically pick out, out of hundreds of possible stressors, their own stressor. And they're going to remember a lot of stressors that they're under that way. So I'm, I'm putting together a scientifically-based stress management system where the court is simply identifying if you can identify then one by one you can do uh, like say behavioral therapy um, or like say group therapy mm-hmm. to like remove one by one by one like a leaky faucet and that's the only way since stress is additive you must remove some of these stressors at any cost uh, the ones that you can control, which are a lot. And when you do that, um, your vulnerability goes, your, your risk factors go way down. Okay, I, you know what I have to say about that? Book clubs are going to be a thing of the past, and stress clubs are going to be a thing of the future. Okay, ladies, we all get together, and we write down a hundred of our stresses, and then we sit around talking about how we're going to get rid of them, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it would be like, no, I have envisioned kind of like a 12-step program. No kidding. So, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, similar to, to like that, to a very, you know, something um, that anybody in any country, any, you know, with any income, uh, you know, no matter how much or how few their resources, different cultural aspects. Uh, I, I, that's the type of vision I have because um, there's really no other way around it. There's no medication around it. Um, you know, therapy um, is kind of a hit or miss. And so the only way to do it is to sit there and go through it and eliminate one by one. So, okay, so that's one thing. And, and what else? We, we know that we know that yoga is fabulous. Do we not? Oh, oh, yoga is absolutely, you know, fabulous. But if, like, for instance, you're under a tremendous amount of chemical stress, mm-hmm. and you know you're very, very malnourished, that yeah, you can do uh, uh, yoga. That that's fine. Mindfulness meditation is awesome. Um, but it, mm. they, there is limited. You know, understand that you're going to be chipping away kind of at the edges, and, and they're very important for an overall stress management program. But the biggest thing is just to literally identify your stressors and remove them. Not usually less is more. It's usually uh, simplified. If you follow the uh, a wise advice of Henry David Thoreau, who was the greatest philosopher of American history, is, uh, is uh, a lot of stress is removed when you very strictly simplify. And hence, I think we're all moving to Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, because, because the people here have been through so much. They've been through, like, 75 presidents in 150 years, been through 20 constitutions, 10 banking holidays. And so they know what stress is. Yeah. And so they very, very aggressively control it. So it's very, very interesting. I, I've learned a lot 
I've learned a lot. So now this is very, you know, something, uh, simplify. Yeah, simplify, we could spend the rest of the next, you know, say uh, 10 minutes or so talking about simplification. But I think there's a lot to it. I mean, after all, why are all these, um, you know, what is that... Maria Kondo, I think she writes The Art of Tidying Up or something. I mean, this woman's been on the New York Times bestseller list forever. I mean, it's amazing. But when you think about it, I mean, what she's talking about is decluttering, getting rid of stuff, simplifying. There's a lot to that. There's a lot to that. And there is... It is, it is a freeing feeling. It is a light feeling when you start to get rid of stuff. And, um, and, and, and simplifying, I mean, really simplifying your life. And, and am I on the right track here, Mary, or, or did you mean something else? Yeah, yeah well, and, and it's not just, okay, okay. It, to understand this, we're going to get a little bit geeky for just a second. Okay. It's to understand basic sim- uh, systems thermodynamics. Um, basically, the more complex, the more moving parts your system, like say Francesca's human system, has, the more moving, the more stress. So it's true of any mechanical system. The more moving parts you have, the more you know whether it's. Uh, dealing with, uh, you know, your possessions uh, or dealing with just, uh, you know, stuff in your head, uh, activities in your life. The more components that you have, the greater the stress. And, and today, um, what, you know, and I really feel bad for, like, these teenage kids that end up on antidepressants because they are anxious. And, I mean, it seems so backwards it seems so strange because they have so much on their plate they're trying to handle so much i mean it's just the world is on overdrive and and you know simply put simplify your life and and and, but instead now the kids are on i mean i don't know but when i was 16 I did not know any kids who were on antidepressants for anxiety. And I don't know that there were, I mean, I'm sure there were kids who had anxiety. Um, But, you know, there was no such animal back then. And what is that really, that's adding more toxins to your body. Because now you're taking a synthetic drug to calm anxiety. I mean, I, I, I do think there is a place if someone is in a really traumatic situation and um, they're given something to calm themselves down. I don't have a problem necessarily with that. But as a lifestyle, as a way to just keep plodding along at this crazy pace and take drugs to, to keep you calm, it just doesn't make sense to me. No, no. And um, let, let me tell you, this is, this is a national tragedy. Because, um, okay, what is it? Let, let me tell you what's happening with the kids, okay? We go back to our frontal lobe. Our frontal lobes are not fully developed until we're like 25, 26. And so what, what are we doing? We're putting a lot of um, complexity on our children's plates. And wh- what are we doing? Like what I was saying a second ago, we are, you know, their, their little frontal lobes are not fully developed. You know, they're just learning responsibility and foresight and rational thought. And we stack just nonstop activities, pressure to get into the best schools possible so, you know, you can be at the top of the heat. And um, ultimately, uh, and then, you know, we give them drugs when the poor little things can't um, function in this artificial construct that's only come around in the last 50, 50, 75 years. And so, um, basically, we're damaging their frontal lobes, and the uh, long-term consequences of exposure to these substances, plus the high stress, um, this uh, marks a significant significant decline in our society, Francis. Mm-hmm. And, and this is going to be hell today. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as 10, 20, 30 years in the future, um, there you will... You are, and you're seeing it now, but there is going to be hell to pay for over-medicating our children and stressing them out. Oh, there's, there's no doubt about it. Now, I am going to shift gears for one second here because now there are certain, certain um, countries where the people live longer. 
and um, are from certain, like the Sicilians, they tend to live longer, right? Now, they eat a lot of, you know, pasta, and they eat a lot of desserts and a lot of breads, and they're, you know, they make a lot of noise, and I can say that because I'm Italian, so... Right. Um, so I, I, am you know, I'm gonna be okay. I, so if there's any listeners out there, you know what? I'm, I come from a Sicilian family, but, but there's a lot of, you know, sort of. It's a very emotional, at least where I come from, a sort of an emotional group of people. Um, you know, and they get stressed out and they get anxious about stuff, and then they eat all the wrong stuff. These people live forever. I'm telling you, they live forever. Well, 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 you know why? You know, they've got social capital. They've got social capital. Oh, so right. What am I thinking? I, I answered my own question 20 minutes ago when I was saying that my aunts all live together, right? It's like this, you know, uncle would die and, and, you know, then this aunt moved in with her. That's right. I forgot. Social capital. Absolutely. It's all, it, when you view it through this type of lens, the most complex topic in science becomes easily understandable for just the average intelligent person. Uh, we are, if you are listening to talk, you are listening this morning, you're listening to talk with Francesca. I am so excited. Um, I am talking to Dr. Mary Wingo and we are talking about human stress, your stress, and hopefully some ways that you can help Keep yourself calm. Keep yourself centered. Mary, we have about just about five minutes left, not even four minutes left. I'm going to give you the floor. You tell us what you think in the next four minutes. I hate to put you in a box like this. The, the, what, but what you think is the most important message to get out there to our listeners so that they can cut down on their stress and have a more joyful life. And, and okay. f- with, a, with a strong focus on women. Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay, women. Okay, what you need to do, these five types of stress stressors we have gone under, you, we have gone over, pardon me, we have gone over. You need to look at these. And if you can, go ahead, pick up a copy of my book. It's, it's priced um, low so anybody can afford it because I, I know a lot of people really stressed and they're, they're very, their finances are in bad shape right now. So they need to go to my website and they need to understand the types of stress and they need, my God, they need, um, for God's sake, they need to understand um, that stress is additive, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you think you're a woman and you can do it all, okay? And, and that's what we've been brainwashed um, you know, that, that we can be mothers and we can work 70 hours a week and, you know, take care of this and do that. Um, well, we're not built for that. Very few of us are actually built to be able to withstand that level of stress all the time. So understand that um, stress is cumulative. And that, when it becomes cumulative like that, you have to treat it like a risk factor, just like you would treat um, smoking cigarettes as a risk factor, or not wearing a seatbelt as a risk factor. And if you think it's all about the money that, um, you know, you, you have to, um, especially workplace stress is a very problematic thing. But understand also that um, stress is uh, eating about a minimum 10% of our gross domestic product, of well, of the world output. But at the U.S. output, it's eating about 10% of the – so it's extremely expensive. Keeping yourself under the high-risk preventable stress can destroy your uh, family financially in many ways. Many There's many ways um, for um, this type of catastrophe to happen. So um, understand that not only are you um, – you know, your life can become a lot cheaper, but you, uh, uh, you know, enjoy um, – a more uh, fulfilling, healthy life. And yes, uh, here in Ecuador, in uh, the mountains of South Ecuador, Vicrabamba, there's uh, some very um, uh, uh, society, uh, 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 Pueblo, known for their longevity. And it is, it's simple rural life. I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're not exactly poor per se, 
but um, they're not really rolling in the dough, mm-hmm. and it's a very simple, simple life. And that's how they live to be like 110, 115. So it is. It's controlling of stress all the way. So simplify, simplify, simplify. Mary Absolutely. Wingo, MaryWingo.com. That's where you can pick up Mary's book. It's fascinating, fascinating material. You can listen to the show on my website. I encourage you to do so. Mary Wingo, thank you so much for being with us here this morning on Talk with Francesca. I can't tell you. Well, I'm sure you know. I'm sure you can tell by my excitement. Um, It's been a thrill. It's really been a thrill to have you here with us today. So I really appreciate it. So thanks again so much. My pleasure. Thank you, Francesca. Okay. Have a great day. All right, listeners, we have to wrap things up. We've got to say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. Mary obviously had some um, incredibly great points to share with us this morning. And if you didn't catch the whole show, you can you can um, find it on my website, Recent Shows. And so I just want to say take good care, have a great week, and see you next week, same time, same place.